Upstream with Jim and John, father and son conversations about discipleship and culture in the Pacific Northwest. I'm John, and in the studio today we actually have Michael and Jordan. We have two millennial guests to talk about millennial manhood uh, because my dad couldn't be bothered to join. I'm kidding. He didn't. He thought yeah. it'd be better to have three three young men for the episode three of millennial. Experts on the opinion, <laughs> exactly. And if you're mad, we only had one millennial woman for the millennial woman episode, and we have three millennial men for the millennial men episode. What's it's, up with that? Right? Uh, it's just how it went. Just circle she was, friends, I guess. Yeah, she was there. How many? I only know. I mean, how many millennial women am I supposed to know before it gets like bad? I know my wife. I know my sisters. That's all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's biblical. It's like you know. Actually, <laughs> any more knowing like five people in general is about the max. Yeah. that you really need. Yeah, it, and then if you all move on to a ranch and live on a compound and you don't meet anyone else in your whole life, and... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I have questions for these two men today, but first, I we didn't talk about this beforehand. One of you should do story time, and the other should do show and tell. Do either of you have a personal item on your person that you are fond of that you would like to share with the group? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay, and do you have a story you'd like to tell of just something fun that happened? Not at all. Actually, I had my Costco card. That was the only thing I found on there. <laughs> I, like, I know I have to do uh, show and tell. I just looked at my wallet and found that. But I just spoiled it, so maybe that should be Michael's. Okay, Michael will get show and tell. Uh, or you could do a joke if you have one of those instead. I think I'm going to go in the deep cuts and grab a joke, which has been about 60 episodes since there was a joke. Oh, maybe. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a, a while. So please take it, take it away. All right. One of my top five favorite jokes. So there is a cowboy, a rabbi and a blue whale walk into a bar. <laughs> the, uh, okay. the cowboy goes up to the, to the bar and says, Hey bartender. And he flips the coin and then it does a spinning thing and hits. Uh-huh. The, yep. Give me a whiskey. So he slides over a whiskey. The, uh, the rabbi heads up and says, do you have kosher wine? And I said, yeah, rabbi, we do. Okay, so I'll, I'll take one of those. Nice. The blue whale goes up to the bartender and goes. That's got to be... Your dad's going to love that one. The second or third best joke ever told on the podcast. Well, it's in the top three ever told, I think. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's particularly well-suited to to a podcast, because that's going to be that's gonna be like in oh, the head. Yeah, I hope yeah. so. It's going to sound good. Up on that Surround sound it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's some Dolby Digital, just like the, <laughs> the THX. Like, oh, gosh. Ooh, oh, I missed yeah. that sound. Blue Me too, uh, Okay, we'll, we'll kick it off. And uh, uh, no pressure. I don't know if either of you listen, but but basically oh, we do. Okay, thank you, Michael. I what? <laughs> I, I have that. listened. Okay, uh, we do story time. Then we do talking. Then we have a little halftime break where you'll do your show and tell, and then we'll keep talking. And we'll wrap it up with some takeaways if we have any. Uh, so basically, this is just a general questionnaire. Some of them are top- topical. Some of them are more um, eternal, more mm. more primordial. Uh, Good word. Yeah, thank you. Uh, maybe that's one I would teach my dad if he was here. But, yep. But, uh, okay, so just to start it off more recently, how has uh, the COVID-19 pandemic affected you? You both uh, still have work, which is yes, terribly so, fortunate. Yeah, we, yeah, such a blessing being able to not have a huge interruption in that part. Um, I've been a hermit most of my life, so socially <laughs> it has not affected me at all. Sure. 
for the most part. Yeah, um, I think as far as work, um, things have definitely changed due to working full time in a church, sure, um, and being in production. Um, but honestly, when COVID first hit, I, uh, you know, you know, being quarantined in your house where we had to do for those thirty days and working way less hours, um, actually. I loved it because I spent way more time with my wife and kid. So totally as my perspective was like, okay, I get to go on walks all day and hang out <laughs> with my family. Cool. This is like a weird vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Depress- that, depressing, like depressing vacation. That's how yeah. I, and is it still kind of that way? You're still, still relishing it or is it, has it lost? It's kind of, uh, has it lost that yet or no? Yeah. As far as like, um, we're back working full time. So yeah. You know, it's not like that. Now it's just having to wear a mask every day of my yeah. life. Getting used to that. Yeah. I mean. Weird restrictions. You know. Yeah. I think I had the thing where it's like, uh, where I was like, oh, this will be a weird month. And then now right. it's, you know, now it's going to be the next. Yeah. I'm ready for this ride to be over. <laughs> you yeah. right. You said, uh, I also have a, a hermit-like lifestyle. Yeah. But you said it didn't affect you socially at all, Jordan. Is that like, is that really true? Not even a little Honestly, bit? it was, um, I was actually at Michael's house for a few weeks during our, um, okay. was made for more for that series. We were doing the, um, sermon series in church and we got together, I think six weeks straight or so. And that was pretty good, but I had just moved up to the area. So it was kind of figuring out, sure, you know, social life and all that. So it basically put that on pause and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it was a good six weeks. <laughs> I had a good run. <laughs> that's all I needed. Yeah, sure. Okay, well, good. Um, and generally, I probably will leave the answer to you guys because I've probably answered more, most of these in you know, sure, s- yeah. chunks over time. Uh, so twofold, uh, tell us something you're excited about the future or some kind of goal or dream you have right now. If not, what does your optimism look like for the future? Uh, not necessarily related to COVID, but just your uh, general aspirations. Do you feel positive about uh, your goals or your... Um, could be family goals, work goals, however. So personally, um, personally and both my, um, opinion on the state of say the American church. Sure. The way I kind of see it is if you are, if someone is dealing with like a cardiac arrest or an arrhythmia, like a heartbeat issue, what the uh, defibrillators do in that situation, if you're going to hook up somebody to a defib- defibrillator, mm-hmm it doesn't start their heart into the right rhythm. It stops their heart. You do a reboot. Okay. I mean, I'm that's not, how they do too. I'm not or? a doctor. Don't trust sure. me for any. So from what I understand, it's the idea is you stop it. The body starts it back to where it needed to be. Totally. And that's kind of my positive spin on this whole crazy situation is in my personal life, this has happened. And also I hope to see that in the church and in our, just in our culture that, Let's take a beat, see what's important, what's not, and move on from there. So kind of a hard hope. reset. That's my hope, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. A reboot in yeah. life. In yeah, the you try turning it Tur- off and on yeah, again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Turn it off and on again. Let's see how that works. Um yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, as far as the the church aspect of it, um man, I'm just ready for a shift, you know, in a good way. Um seeing what Jesus is doing um, <clears throat> in this pandemic. I think that there's so much light in it. I think a lot of things have come to light through um, 
all of this, you know? Yeah. I truly believe that. And I think more things are going to come to light. Um, for me personally, um, as far as future looks like, you know, I'm pretty ecstatic. I am, you know, you know, with my wife, you know, plan our goals for this next year, you know, they're the same goals from before a pandemic. Sure. I'm just more excited for them now, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm amped, you know? Um, I think that there's going to be a lot of new things, a lot of great things come out of this. Um, but we got to get through it. Yeah. Well, that's great news. I personally had a, a healthy amount of uh, despair like two months in. I was because, uh, yeah. again, that they kind of, oh, this is going to be a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm glad to hear it wasn't a wasn't a generation wide uh, uh, thing, at least not in the church, mm-hmm. which, you know, uh, who knows? But that's good to hear. Uh, and so this is kind of related. Uh, give us a give me this was written on there was when me and my dad were both going to be here. Uh, give me a report on your state of faith in the, oh my goodness, in the, over the, that's something six months, write this? the last, he might as well, have, the last <laughs> six months. Uh, and, and you both seem to be pretty positive. Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty positive. <laughs> um, just, of course there's hardships. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of conviction, sure. you know, um, especially as we're, you know. The whole thing of, um, are you scared of change? Are you scared of what Jesus is doing? Um, are you scared of what he's changing? You know, there's conviction in that for me. Sure. And, um, so getting through that and, um, knowing that through it all, I get to glorify Jesus and he's going to honor that. Yeah. That's good. And he's going to provide that, um, I'm not going to live in that fear. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Jordan? So, Obviously not a situation we've uh, encountered before, but another situation. Unless you're like 130 years old right. or something. Yeah, it's like, oh, I remember the Spanish flu. Back in 1930. Yeah. Um, in seasons where I've been in need and the future has been uncertain or anything like that, um, I've just looked for daily bread and mm-hmm. God light my path, my path for this next step. And uh, that's kind of how I see this current situation. Sure. And I've, I've been at peace with where he wants me and big picture, even if I don't know it, I mean, I'm, my, my job is to, whether or not I know it or not, is just to do it, just to be where he needs me. Sure. And walk the path he's set before that's me. Good. So that's just been keeping me at peace through it. That's awesome. Uh, okay. Uh, so this one, now we're, now we're out of the topical stuff, more into just kind of general um, uh, manhood stuff. Uh, what is a man, and who taught you that? No pressure, right? Um, I'd say Grandpa is. If Dad, if you're listening, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my uh, my grandpa was. He made time for us in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Me and my my brother, um, ways that most other adults didn't. We you know play catch whatever. Um, listened to us, um, valued other people. Um, yeah, I think that's probably my biggest influence. Um, and then my dad in that he is very sacrificial. Nice. Servant, uh, servant leader type stuff. Yeah, very much so. Awesome. Michael. Yeah. I, um, you know, there isn't just one man that defines who I am. 
you know yeah um you know i there's been many men in my life that that have in some way impacted of what i do on a daily basis of how i talk how i act how i treat people um character wise you know and you know godly wise you know how i interact or you know what i do for a living um you know like my dad was also a servant leader um he taught me how to serve people you know no matter what and um do you know put people first all that and um yeah i don't know there's this there's something about you know having you know the 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 men in your life you know when you're little Mm -hmm. to show you you know like i long to be a dad who has my son's friends in my life that i can also show like hey this is what i do yeah sure you know this is what jesus has taught me in my life my years and you know to show him what what it is and um you know and i think there's a lot of great men who do that that can say they're godly truly great men you know i believe that god's leading them and um so that's 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 why i think of that yeah and uh I think that's honestly a strength of the church. I'm, I'm trying to struggle to remember the source, but it was a, a statistic that was basically said the amount of um, non-familial mentors in your life like has a huge, huge um, uh, statistical impact on your chances of success. Right. Um, so even just like you know, spirit notwithstanding, whatever. That's just like that's just how humans generally work. So that with kind of a faith community where there is that mm-hmm. that element, yeah, uh, it's probably really powerful. So. I mean, that's cool to think about it like that for sure. And what I've seen even now, um, just being at the church, you're not too old and, um, you're never too old to need a dad yeah. figure around. Yeah, that's true. So, and I'm still getting some, um, great time with great men. So yeah, Jordan came up to yeah. me and asked me if I want to be his dad. Yeah. I was like, yeah. can you, can you, uh, <laughs> teach me how to throw a spiral? <laughs> I taught him. Yeah. Yeah. That's adorable. I wish we, I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we got a picture of it. I'll show you later. Good. Good. Uh, show and tell. Yeah. And that's another thing uh, with um, uh, mentorship and menteeship. And that's something I'm honestly uh, not as great at is the um, purposeful social, mm-hmm. yeah. um, um, I guess, I don't know, networking is a, is kind of a slimy word, but, yeah. but, but purposeful connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, always having someone that you said, always someone that's like mentor figure to you and so always someone that you're kind of mentoring. Um, awesome. Okay, and this will be a shorter episode if you haven't noticed already, listeners. Uh, but we are going to do uh, show and tell now. Michael's got something that's so special to him. So when I asked special. him, he, he knew right waters away. started coming out of his eyes. Yeah. Okay. What do you got? Listen, I love my phone. Right. Everybody has an iPhone. <laughs> it's if not, you it's... pull your phone out for show and tell, <laughs> you're off. You're you're off no, no, the, no, no. the mic. It's cooler. It's, um, this is definitely so the millennial episode. I got yeah. surprised for my birthday from okay. my awesome mom. Great mom. Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. Um, <laughs> um, but I used to hate Apple Watches. Okay. I never understood why people liked Apple Watches. I honestly, I I still don't. So this might okay. be educational. See, I'm getting to. Yeah. Okay. My mom gave me an Apple Watch for my birthday, and dude, it's changed my life. Really? So, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro, I lost ten pounds because of my Apple Watch. What? Wow. The step um, counter? There's a step counter. You can compete with fellow Apple Watchers. Oh, gosh. Um, I play basketball every day and compete with my friends. So do you guys like, go to meetings? 
How does it? It knows the shots you missed and the shots. No, you no, made? no. As far as like calories <laughs> okay. and how many steps you take, sure. How long you're standing, how long you exercise. It's incredible. So, so, so it's changed my life in that way. It's changed my life as in I don't drain my phone as much. There you go. Um, the voice, um, like the response on it, it's amazing. How it knows my voice. And how what what percentage of sales do you get from Apple Watches after this episode goes? Live? Oh, dude, <laughs> I'm getting royalties after this. <laughs> so normally, um, Jim or John would describe the item. Can you describe it for yeah, me? Yeah, describe it to okay, us. Okay, so um, so when I got the watch, it had a black wristband on it, and then I instantly purchased a sports wristband that has holes in it. Helps so, with you your know, basketball throws. You know, yeah, my basketball throws. Um, so you don't like sweat as much. It's a black watch. It's the uh, the forty four millimeter. Oh wow. yeah, forty four classic. <laughs> yeah, it's the best one. It's really good. Yeah, the forty threes um, were just paperweights. You can they customize your watch, you know. So I used to wear a watch every day, but I can customize my own watches. Look at that, Johnny. That's actually super cool. Yeah, there's but, he swiped he swiped through a few. There was the analog yeah. watch, and then a digital one. And guys, I'm telling you, Apple Watch will change your life. <laughs> My personal fear was that I already get so annoyed if there's more than like three notifications in one, in like in like a few minutes, I'm ready to to yeah, literally absolutely. throw it out a window. Does that happen to you more so on your wrist or no? No, um, it's way easier to ignore messages if I need to. Oh, um, because one, I'm not looking at my phone as much. Sure. And then if I get a message, you just tilt your watch up like I'm doing, and it'll show a message, and you just. Just get so, in, get the info, get out. So you don't yeah, have the frustration done. of putting your phone in your pocket, then it goes right, off again. Right, right. And you down. do your own timers on your wrist. I mean, imagine like for like other things we do. Yeah. You need to time something. Yeah. Bam. It's on cookies your Cookies are done. Yeah, cookies are done. Man of the future. Guys, get an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Mark of the Beast stuff. Some, Steve Jobs then says, he's back from the dead. <laughs> no, he no, no, says, no. This, this one actually fuses to your, to your skin. Do you do it then or no? Uh, Steve Jobs... Is a saint. <laughs> um, so, John, you're mistaken. I think as long as it's only on the left hand, it's okay. If it's okay. the right hand, then, it, then it's, then it's prophetic. Yeah. Okay. Well, sweet. All right. Uh, no sponsorships involved. That was just a free Apple. Just, you're welcome. Just a fan. Yeah. Just just a very passionate. Just fan. a fanboy. Don't worry. Uh, and uh, yeah, if if you want to send any money our way, Steve Jobs. Uh, then we'll we'll take it. Uh, is it Tim Cook now? Is that right? Mm, I don't know that name. I don't know what you're, <laughs> you're recording. This. Uh, okay, we'll break for uh, halftime, then we'll come back with uh, the rest of the questions. Upstream is supported by the faithful members of the Upstream team, listeners who give monthly through Patreon. This podcast is just one part of the Jim and John ministry. They also write weekly blogs have published their first book, and are currently at work on more. Their desire is to produce transformational content, as well as offer encouragement and coaching to others. The dream is to see a movement of people who are integrating the work of Jesus into their daily lives, and who are joining Him on His mission to redeem and restore all things. Check out their website at jimandjohn.com, where you can learn more about the father-son duo and gain access to all they have to offer. If you would like to join the Upstream team, consider partnering with Jim and John on patreon.com slash jimandjohn. A link is also available on the homepage of their website. And remember, there's no H in John. Now let's join Jim and John for the home stretch of today's conversation. All right, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. 
Uh, if this one's off the rails, I think you'll you'll understand. Yeah, we you don't have it. a we don't have a boomer here helping yeah, us get through this on a to help bring us back track. to back to earth. Uh, okay, so uh, our next one: we happen to all three be married, which I think two is actually women, two, two women, not to each other. <laughs> to the three of us. Uh, I believe that's a statistical anomaly within our generation, within the church, not so much, but but being married at younger ages. Uh, we should have done this at the beginning. Uh, what are your ages, Michael? I'm 27. 27. I am 33. What's how old are you? <laughs> you surprised by that? No. Yeah, are you 33? Yeah, I just oh eat my a lot of you... and I go to bed at nine o'clock. Man, you I... thought he was joking? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't think you're like like 15, but all right. Wow. Well, there we go. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah. I used to hate that, but more and more lately, I'm like, yeah, nice. I look 20. Cool. Not yeah, 20. card me, please. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 27, 33. Uh, both of you married. Uh, top three lessons you've learned about marriage. Yeah. Communication. Okay. If it's a big deal, usually it's something that we will take calmly and talk through. Sure. And sort it that way. If it's a little thing, usually those are the ones where, oh, I thought you meant that. And, oh, I meant that. And two different, we go two different directions and that's where we get wrapped around the axle or whatever. So, yeah. So Just, communication is a huge one for me. Yeah. Yeah. you for your number one yeah this one's goofy um don't be hangry hangry oh that's good. hangry hungry angry yes so when you're hungry you know when you get a little antsy and when you need angry. food in your human body to survive if you ever you're not you when <laughs> you're hungry if you communicate to your spouse when you're hangry things come across totally different yeah for both my wife and i so if we have a serious conversation don't be hungry there you go. You could even, you could say, hey, I want to talk to you about something. You pull out like a bowl of almonds. <laughs> Here's a Snickers. Now, normally yeah. it's a Snickers. You're not like which, you when you're hungry. Yeah. Sorry, Snickers. You'll well, you have to get us on the next commercial. This yeah. one is, a, yeah, this is be, an apple. Actually, an item special episode. to me is my Snickers snack bites. <laughs> <laughs> Got my Reese's Pieces. Yeah. Uh, okay, number two. So my number two would be, um, you know, the love languages, the five love languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love them how they want to be loved. Sure. Not If I love getting gifts, I, I shouldn't be... Hey, honey, I got you this cool whatever. And she's thinking, oh, <laughs> sure. well, that would be really cool if you went and washed my car instead. Or so if, if mean, hers is be, acts of service and yours is gifts, then right. Then do acts of so service. Don't. Yeah. Don't do what you would necessarily want for yourself because mm-hmm. that's more inward thinking. So that's that's probably one of my bigger ones. Sure. Yeah. Um, probably my one of my biggest ones is pray for each other. Um, that's good. That's something that my wife started. And I started doing when we were engaged, um, going through um, a book together. And that was part of the devotions that we did. And yeah. we do that to this day, you know, especially starting a family. Um, it's We got in a habit of like, I prayed for her and the child, you know, that was in her uh, for those nine months straight every night. And um, man, it blessed us. And, you know, it showed you know, the peace and joy that comes out of that praying over each other. Totally. You know, and it calms the mood, any, any type of situation, it'll calm it. And, um, that's huge in, um, our relationship. That's super, super big. And, and we've talked on here before about how there can be a kind of, when, when you're that, uh, intimate with one person and they know how much of a hypocrite you can be, it can, you can feel like a fool for being like, mm-hmm. well, let's pray now. Even if yeah. you, you know, if you said something when you were hangry 20 minutes ago, you know, it's hard to, yeah. But are you going to yeah. refuse when like your wife says, 
I'm gonna pray for you real quick. Yeah, no, I would never no. say no. No, and she would, and she, she would, would be never mad. Say no. That's still, the thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still hungry, but yeah, <laughs> just make it quick. Yeah, man, that was so good. I'm just gonna steal that from my number three. Okay. Prayer. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a lazy way out, but it's true. It's a good it, answer. If it's that powerful, then for sure. Do you have a three, Michael? You got to carry the. You got to carry the team. Now. I know. I know. I'm thinking. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> um, I long to always have a best friend. Um, and I'll always long that my wife will always be my best friend. Sure. Um, you know, like I'll have my guy friends. You know, I'll have times where, you know, I'll say like, "This guy is my best friend," but my wife, I'll cherish her for the rest of my life mm-hmm. because she's my best friend. I married her. Yeah. You know, and um, I wouldn't marry someone who isn't my best friend. And so with that, you have action you have to take with treating them like that. And, um, you know, if I catch myself treating my other friends better than her, you know, that's a issue. Yeah. And that's, I hope conviction comes out of that. And um, so that's probably my number three. That one's huge. I noticed when uh, quarantine first started, there was all this like talk about, Couples who were quarantined together, oh, yeah, and it was like the, this terrible, terrible like like uh, penalty they had to endure, yeah. And uh, and I looked out. It sounds like you looked out. I'm sure you did too. Where mm-hmm. I spending time with the wife is not a problem at all. That was like yeah, being locked oh, no, indoors was, for yeah, three months. Like a, oh like no, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah, was like the, the common joke was oh, divorce lawyers during this time are gonna exactly, know, and that was just sad to hear. I know to even joke about. But. Yeah, bummed me out. So it's definitely that's that's great to hear. Um, oh, we got another one. Okay. Let me, I'll sound it out. Three, three pieces of advice you would give. Oh yeah. You would give to your 15 year old self. Any, any three things you could, you could throw a a message in a bottle. 15 year old self finds it on a beach somewhere. What do you got? Don't worry. You'll get taller. (laughs) Did you join (laughs) a little bit? (laughs) Okay. Um, we could go back and forth again. You got one, Michael? Um, for me, I was like the the weird shy kid, mm-hmm. and so like, let's be real. Like, I tell myself like, just be normal. Be normal. Yeah. <laughs> be a normal guy. Be yourself. <laughs> That's it. You know be what? crazy. Be Conform outgoing. to the crowd. Hey, if you want to say, <laughs> smooth over your rough edges and just be like, no. Everybody else. If you want to say something, say it. Learn. <laughs> so I guess my first one would be it gets better. Um, and don't look to others to fill the hole that God would fill. Nice. Is that your first or second? The first one was you get first. taller. I was just joking. Okay, okay, okay. Joking. I mean, I might come back <laughs> and use that as my first. We'll sure. Michael, you got a second? Yeah. Um, I would say um, know that God will always provide. Um, you know, when I was little, like, I didn't really trust that Jesus would actually provide for me. And then, um, as I, in my twenties, that's when you start seeing it, you know, yeah. you lean on him. Um, but I wish I did that when I was younger, you know, be able to lean on Jesus and like, see that, that he will always provide for me. Um, no, nah, that's awesome. I don't know if this is necessarily advice, but it maybe just a, a piece of info. I'd give my 15 year old self that, um, your priorities are definitely going to shift what you, you know, you really won't care about a sports car when you're older, <laughs> sure. uh, that kind of thing where it's like you, uh, you pursue God, you pursue his kingdom and all these things. It's actually going to be kind of a short list cause it's, 
it's there's so much unimportant that you could think totally. of in the in all these things will be added to you but all the things that matter will be added to you and uh i've definitely seen that that could be a handful of things but it's the right things yeah especially when you're 15 that list is probably about three times longer than it really oh, yeah, needs to be sure <laughs> you know, like, what? Yeah, new Xbox or whatever. Yeah, know. yeah. Oh, this will make me happy. You will have that Xbox. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Joel God will provide that me. Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my last one is um, I would tell myself that never stop being passionate for whatever God puts on your heart. Mm. Um, I believe that you know God will put multiple things through your lifetime uh, where you're going to go to. You know, like. For me, like right now, it's production, but, you know, I might have, you know, another calling or Jesus telling me, hey, I'm moving you in this area, so don't be afraid um, of moving with me, you know, um, or vice versa. Like, I'm going to have you stay, so the thing you have desire right now, I know you, you desire it, and you'll get there, but right now, I'm going to have you stay right here, and, um, but just because you're staying doesn't mean not to have that desire. You know what I'm saying? For sure. For sure. Um, and I see a lot of people that feel stuck. Yeah. And, um, man, just, I tell my younger self, keep on, you know, wanting to desire more. Yeah. You know, with Jesus and desire what he wants out of you. That's awesome. Um, if not, you'll be taller than probably, don't sell yourself short, which I know that sounds like a pun. I didn't mean it to be. Um, <laughs> you're capable of so much more than you think you are. Just give it a shot. No, that's awesome. This one is especially tough because uh, if you're 15 and listening, really no offense, but but <laughs> I wouldn't listen if I was 15. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I can imagine a because, young man with a bubble pipe just sitting there in front of the fire. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Looking out at the rain. Yes. Writing in his journal. <laughs> uh, point being, we're very different than we were when we were 15. And I don't envy, um, I don't know, I'm glad, I'm glad I'm not in high school anymore. Yeah. If you're in high school, you can you can do it. But, but man. Keep going, little keep buddy. Going. Yeah. You got this. <laughs> Have fun in high school. Yeah. Okay, so you both work at, at Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Uh, how should just, it's in quotes here, church, quote unquote. So just, just the body of Christ. What should uh, change in how we do ministry in America in the next five years? And if the answer is nothing, that's a fine answer. But, but yeah, either due to COVID or any other reason. Um, I think uh, my voice cracked there. Uh, maybe I'm 15. Uh, relationally, um, going smaller to go bigger. I think we just got to get past the idea of the blessing that we think we want. Um, what are we actually, what is our end game? What is our goal for following Jesus? What do we think we're wanting to get out of it? Sure. And is it about us and about that at all? Which no, that's short answer is no. Mm -hmm. Um, it's about God and it's about loving people in a broken world and, um, showing God's love to them. Awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Um, mine is like, you know, I always question what should the church actually be? Um, and I think from here, like I said before, there's going to be a lot brought to light and yeah. that's for the yeah. church too. And, um, I think that we are headed in a great direction and man, like I want to be a Christ follower and there's some people also want that. 
And um, I just want to learn how to do it better. Yeah. You know, it's more than just showing up. You know, my job is based off of people showing up to a building. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. But, but I long for more than just people showing up to a building. It's yeah. like the doctor that doesn't want any patients in their door because it means they have healthy people. <laughs> yeah. Dang. That was pretty profound. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, that's seriously awesome. So they seem, both of you, their, their bigger picture kind of um, mission statement changes mm-hmm. than, than more logistical changes. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Uh, okay. Ooh. There it is. What is a great single need among millennial men? If you're thinking of all the men of our generation, and disclaimer, I'm like on the bubble with Gen Z, so I might, you okay. know, I could go either way, I guess. But uh, a great single need among millennial men, what do you think? Mentorship. Yeah. Um, that's always been a struggle in my life. You know, like I say, like I had a lot of fathers in my life. Um, but, you know, with insecurities and everything, personally, like it was hard to actually commit to a mentor. You know, there's a lot of fear in it. And I don't know if that's a generational thing. Sure. Um, I don't know. But, man, I looking back, you know, it was another, like, it's it, another question, like, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? It'd be, I'd want somebody to mentor me into my 20s. Yeah. And I didn't have that. Yeah. You know, a true, like, somebody talked to me every day. And, you know, I'm thankful for the man in my life. But I didn't have that man yeah who was that invested in your yeah. in your development yeah yeah i'd say mine would be um just you say the word millennial and mm-hmm. you just know that you're opening up a conversation about oh it's gonna be well obviously it's millennial versus a uh, baby boomer yeah and it's that whole um that whole conversation um within that is a whole bunch of bitterness wrapped up and sure what state is the world that we are inheriting that kind of idea. And as true as some of those um, points might be, you could be stuck in like an arrested development if you just hold on to that. So I'd say drop the baggage and let go of bitterness because it's not helping you to progress. And uh, I would say, um, yeah, just move forward and progress and uh, think about what, what the next steps for your generation are that are going to be a positive one, not just a picking up the pieces kind of a, an action. Sure. Uh, okay. So this one is a, a similar, uh, you have 15 minutes of, uh, of, of like an ad basically that goes across every channel of TV in the whole country. Everyone is mandated to watch it. We're now in like some kind of communist situation. Okay. Uh, what do you talk about for those 15 minutes? And and everyone must tune in. It's not like they can just mute it or something. So basically 15, a 15 minute message to every single person in the country. And because of how this conversation has gone, we'll just, we'll, we'll, we'll make it a little more interesting and say it can't be about God, which was my first thing too. So it's not, I'm not saying that's weird or anything. That was, you so know, I, I, feel I feel like, like you're obliged to talk about, right. God you're supposed you, to, but yeah. no, actually my brain, the first place it went was there was a parks and recreation episode where, uh, <laughs> Park, uh, Patton Oswalt, the comedian gave a filibuster and he just laid out this whole thing for minutes on end about tying in the Marvel universe to the star Wars universe. So the first oh. place my brain went was like, Oh, I could just talk about that for 50. You no. Know. Um, first, I, I guess just, uh, probably along the along the lines of just community and working together 
Um, not anything necessarily specific off the top of my head, but sure. if it wasn't God related, at least like don't be a jerk related. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I like those like creative, like you can change the world commercials, oh, yeah. you know, like, like green earth stuff. Yeah. So oh that's yeah. It's fun. Um, <clears throat> so I'll talk about that, but also I want to convict the crap out of fathers. Yeah. Oh yeah. What it means to be a father. You don't have to be biblical about it, but practical of fatherhood you know yeah be available being available all kinds of stuff yeah um you know things that i'm still learning as a father you know i want to get convicted too sometimes if i'm if i get if i mess up you know i want somebody to be like dude what the heck yeah (laughs) yeah so imagine all the fathers like in the world having to watch that and actually listening. Yeah. I mean, if they have to, you know, legally. <laughs> yeah. That's an idea. Have to write an essay on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, mentorship's been a, a, a thread for sure through this thing. And the single greatest need, my first go-to was uh, um, uh, friendships, which I think is tough in general for uh, Western Western civilization men in general. Um, but for our generation, it definitely doesn't seem, it didn't get much better, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that conviction thing be really powerful, but uh, mentorship. There's a special. It's it's one thing that uh, can only be like you can seek out friends. It's hard to seek out a mentor. It it mainly goes the other way, where a mentor seeks you and says, "Hey, I want to invest in you." Uh, so that is a huge uh, a huge gift. So that's um, if we're doing takeaways, that's probably mine is the the power of mentorship. Uh, and one of the reasons that me and my dad have this podcast in the first place is because a lot of men don't have that. Uh, mine happens to be my uh, immediate fa- father, but like you said, yours was your granddad, mm-hmm. uh, and the importance of of having multiple um, mentor men in mentor roles in your life growing up. Um, yeah, that's huge. Do you guys have takeaways of your own? Uh, I think just that this is a such a small scale topic in a way with such sure. far reaching and big scale consequences that can happen. Good con, good consequences. <laughs> sure. So. Consequences is such a loaded word. Yeah, for that's a negativity. That's a, yeah, um, yeah. Just the working on myself. Um, that that inward, um, just positivity of trying to. Uh, this sounds like a um, a Joel Osteen thing. Not to rag on Joel Osteen, he's probably gonna get mad about <laughs> that's this. Twice, I know. Yeah. <laughs> he's just the poster boy for it. But um, <laughs> the uh, the idea of just quiet time with God. Um, that alter and stewardship of how do I apply what he wants to me? How do I mm-hmm. take that splinter or the, excuse me, the plank out of my own eye? Sure. Um, I could change a lot exterior in my world by changing the interior. Yeah. Yeah. Just simple changes of, of, um, micro pattern behavior mm-hmm. or, or, uh, like, like circuits, like cycles Yeah, and changing those. And it just changes yeah, the whole deal. Yeah. I, um, I think, you know, what we just talked about. Um, I'm actually excited for, you know, the future of millennials. We're growing up. Um, we're still stubborn as heck. Um, <laughs> like I'm stubborn about who I am, I think. Yeah. Um, but I think we're trying to learn. We're trying to do our best, you know, to be men, all three of us. And, um, I truly think that there's so much greatness ahead 
of our generation, you know, you know, I long, I long to, to be like a, a father type to many people who are a generation below me or whatever. Totally. And, um, I think we all do. So my biggest takeaway is like, man, like, like I'm excited to keep on going. Yeah. You know, I'm excited to learn more. I'm excited to work harder. You know, I'm sorry to, to be more passionate and, and more, have more face time with Jesus even, you know? Um, so I, I think it was a great discussion, you know, about mentorship and, and one thing we didn't even talk about was like friendship too. Um, you know, the brotherhood, you know, that I have, you know, is huge to me and it's changed my life. You know, I have like, I've had a couple of friend groups in my life, you know, that have changed my life in a specific way. Yeah. But they've all been for Jesus, you know, totally. and I'm so thankful for that. Um, to have that where you have your brotherhood, you have your, you know, iron sharpens iron, you know, type of relationships. And, um, those things are so crucial, you know, to have in your life and, um, you know, and have that in your marriage as well. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I love talking with you. No, oh, that's huge. I like talking to you guys. It was great. Yeah, this is awesome. We should Thank do this you. without microphones sometimes. Ooh. That'd be crazy, really? huh? Wouldn't that be weird? Like in a coffee shop? Yeah. Like, like just or drink something. And like in a living room or... Huh. Wow. I don't know. Smash Bros. I don't know. I don't, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and here's one little last takeaway that's sure. still just so funny about um, the millennial conversation. The oldest millennials are 38. Yeah. So they're not the... It's so funny. You I know the word millennial. It's like, oh, that 20-year-old. I know. They're it's wearing like, like oh, their <laughs> yarn beanies and they're yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. It's just the way things are now. It's definitely, it's a generation that gets dunked on a lot. So it's, it's, it's good that you ended with kind of like a, the strength of the generation being a passion and kind of a, a stubbornness that can be a good thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And, and again, you touched, we didn't talk a whole lot about generational conflicts, but you, you mm-hmm. talked about uh, uh, how non, um, what's the term? Uh, constructive that that conflict can be yeah. between the two generations, uh, specifically baby boomers and millennials, which isn't a happens. new conflict. It's, right. You know, every single generation. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, you can find uh, Jim and John at uh, Jim and John.com. No H in the John. I was about to say no H in the Jim, uh, which is also true. You know, I've but, typed Jim a couple times with H's since yeah. talking about, you know, always hearing that. So G H I M. Yeah. yeah. G H I M H. You can find us there also at Jim and John on Instagram. Those are our main two. And if you want to contact us, you can do a uh, private message there, uh, uh, contact form on the website or email at info at Jim and John.com. Uh, thank you guys so much. We will talk to you. No, I will talk to you next week. Thank you.